Hello and welcome everyone back to the Reader Copy Podcast, the comic podcast about comic books. It is Wednesday, May the 19th. Uh, don't even have to look, I know it is. Yes it is, you are correct, May 19th. <laughs> That's because I looked. Uh, my name is Chris and I'm joined by my co-host and younger brother, Daniel. Yes, hello everyone, welcome to the podcast. Joining us again for our third installment of Iron May. Iron May, if you're a Tony Stark fan, Avengers fan, I hope you're joining along. We've been doing Iron Man comics through the whole month of May. We've done two already, and today is our third. And it's called, uh, as you can see from the title, uh, The Ghost and the Machine and the Ghost. Is that what it's called? Yes. Yeah, that's correct. Something (laughs) like that. (laughs) Long name. Something like that. Yeah. I uh, DJ over the weekend. All right. Okay. And I haven't done it for over a year because of COVID. Mm -hmm. Things are opening up though. So you're getting some more uh, calls in, right? This is the first one in over a year. And uh, I did it this past weekend. And like, I was just dead tired the next day. (laughs) Feeling uh, feeling old there? Feeling uh, not so spry with your DJing? What's up? My back was killing me. And I had to use like a Shaquille O'Neal sponsored Icy Hot on my back. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) It was just like... It was aching and, uh, yeah, I don't know. A year of not doing it and then all of a sudden like, hey, go do this. Right. And I had to like lift all these boxes of gear and all this stuff. And all of a sudden it was just like, well, I'm not, I am not ready for this. (laughs) You need to stretch beforehand, you know, put in your your reps, get, get, get in the motion. Yeah. I I had Starbucks. That's what I had. Okay. I don't don't think that's the ticket. Uh, well, you'll get into it, I think. I'm feeling a bit tired yeah. myself, actually, because uh, I just took the second shot of my vaccine. So, like, oh, my arm is just numb. It's not attached to my body anymore. I can barely feel it. <laughs> do you feel, like, any other things? Like, do you feel fevery or achy or headache or anything? No, not really. I mean, I took the second half of the day off for today. Um, it was literally today, a couple hours ago. And okay. in between now and when I took off, I took a nap. So, I'm feeling pretty good, actually. I'm feeling awake okay. now. All right. You... You will feel something. <laughs> I think I think it's coming, you know. Uh, according to our genetics, you know, some of the people in our family felt a bit afterwards, but I think I'm going to run to that too. I took the Johnson & Johnson. I think I've said this on the podcast. One and so done. It was one shot, and I had minimal side effects, like very minimal. Okay. Well, I'm hoping to get that, but it's a totally different flavor, right? I got strawberry flavor, Moderna, so we'll see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bubblegum. <laughs> Bubblegum. <laughs> All right, uh, why don't you explain to the listeners how we do the show? Here at Reader Copy Podcast, we split up into three bits. First off, we'll talk about the comic news that came in this week. And in the middle, we'll talk about a great comic. Like you said, we're doing Iron Man, Ghost in the Machine. And then at the end, we'll talk about our side stories. What we've been doing to keep ourselves entertained, any entertainment this week. Yeah, I can't wait for side stories. But first, let's get into the news. A couple of trailers dropped this week, and one I'm really excited for, and the other one I'm kind of excited for. Okay. And it... But that was like before I saw the trailers, and then when I saw the trailers, they switched. <laughs> what does that mean, huh? Really? Like, I once I saw the trailers, I was more excited for the other one. What? I honestly, the both we're talking about today, I'm kind of excited for it with the trailers. I don't think they're okay. going to be too complex with the stories, but I think mm-hmm. they're both dumb fun. All right. Well, let's start with the first one, which is Venom, Let There Be Carnage, sequel to Venom, uh, the first movie with Tom Hardy. Now this one is adding Woody Harrelson as Carnage. What do you think of the trailer? I think it didn't hint too much of the complex story possibly coming up, but it mm-hmm. looks like kind of what we're expecting from a Venom movie. The first one I'd say is kind of middle of the road as far as 
you know, quality of comic book movies. But that's pretty good considering all the great movies we've got. Um, you know, Tom Hardy's got that messy apartment. Uh, there's an awkward <laughs> dinner with Michelle Williams. And then we get into like an obsessive Woody Harrelson's Cletus Cassidy. Yeah. Um, I like Woody Harrelson a lot. I like Tom Hardy a lot. But something about this... I don't know. Like, I'm. I don't think this is gonna be as good as the first one. Is it because of Woody Harrelson and that weird wig we got in the first movie and that ridiculous, absurd personality he's putting on for that? Is that it? No, I think uh, it is. Weirdly enough, Venom. Really? I think I don't like the character of Venom, and I'm not saying I don't like Tom Hardy. I don't like the symbiote how it acts and the personality it is and it doesn't not necessarily what i think of when i think of venom it's not like the venom i read in the comic books it's not like the venom i've seen in like animated stuff or video games uh this venom is like gross is <laughs> the the messy apartment and all that it's kind of it's kind of like a pet in a way it's not really a yeah. vindictive personality we get in the comics maybe it's they're tempering it down for the movies I th- I think they pin themselves in this weird character portrayal of of a sloppy roommate, and they're like, "Oh man, we have to keep going with this." And that's not what Venom is to me, at least. Like this is like Ted. I don't know what they're going with. Like this is not uh, the Venom I grew up with. Uh, I think because they have to make him out to be the hero of the whole thing, they can't make him too sure. vicious, right? He's the lethal protector. Lethal still, but um, they can't have... If they're going to make him the hero, somewhat the hero, they have to kind of water him down a bit in comparison so that Cletus Cassidy's carnage can be just as vicious. Yeah, I think that's what they're doing is they're maybe dumbing him down so that carnage looks even worse. But it's still... I don't know. I just I, I thought the first Venom was okay. and I, I thought it was better than what I expected. So maybe this will also be better than I expect. But I don't expect much from this one. I expect this to be worse. So if it's as good, I'll be like pleasantly surprised. Uh, I don't know. I think that the the audience's taste right now, they don't want too many complex stories. They kind of just want dumb fun. Like when we're talking about Godzilla versus Kong and Mortal Kombat, it's just kind of action, just action, not, not too complex. And I kind of think that's what mm-hmm. Venom was, the first movie. Okay. Um, and I kind of just want more of that because I just do that again in a, maybe a better way because I think Carnage will be cooler than those four, mm-hmm. was it three other Venom copycats okay i'm gonna say that venom let there be carnage will be better than king kong and godzilla but not as good as mortal kombat so, oh my uh, god that's where i'll place it i <laughs> honestly think i think this could be better than both those movies i think uh just because i like comic movies better uh, okay but we can agree godzilla versus kong is the lowest one no <laughs> so uh it has potential to be better than both but godzilla versus kong is at the bottom shut up sure. i kind of all, all agree still like that movie it's really good. Mortal Kombat, it's just for... I have no nostalgia glasses for that, so I don't see what you see in it at all. Okay, I guess you don't like martial arts or ninjas, so you probably won't like our second trailer, which is Snake Eyes. Snake Eyes, that's right. That one uh, ninja character out of the G.I. Joe franchise. Is this mm-hmm. like a soft reboot with a Snake Eyes trailer movie coming out? I think it definitely is a soft reboot. They're going to redo the whole thing. All the actors are brand new, and this Snake Eyes uh, talks. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> that's right, that's right. <laughs> 
Um, it's, it is an origin story. Origin story starring Henry Golding, right? As mm-hmm. Snake Eyes himself. Yeah, I, I think Snake Eyes is the fan favorite of all the G.I. Joes. So if you're going to do one, do the best one. And I am a big fan of Snake Eyes. I'm a more bigger fan of Storm Shadow. Storm who's also Shadow. Movie. Okay. Now that's the bad guy? Because it looked like yeah. he was introducing him to the whole world of it. What's going on with that? So I think I, I think the story is that Snake Eyes gets recruited to the, this clan right and um, Storm Shadow's already there and he's almost like the next in line to be the leader of this clan and this new guy Snake Eye shows up and maybe like usurps him and Storm Shadow doesn't like that so they become arch nemeses. Mortal enemies on, on either side, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. And this is, I guess this is a soft reboot because of the origin story. And then they're going to be indoctrinated into their own factions later on. And we'll learn about them yeah. later. Okay. Cobra. Cobra. Uh, it's, I think it's an <laughs> interesting choice to start with them too, right? I mean, I guess because they're somewhat related, it makes sense to start there and then branch off and learn about the other individuals. Yeah. This this movie definitely feels more like slick ninja rather other than muscle-bound right. machine gun guy, right? Right, yeah. So I saw the trailer, and honestly, the more I watch it, the more I, I'm liking it, and the more I'm into it. So I, I watched it like repeatedly a couple times, and I'm like, actually, this looks pretty good. And I think it is, oddly enough, going for like a Fast and Furious kind of feel oh, in the movie. Interesting, okay. With ninjas. Why do you say that? Like, because it's just like a, a lot action, but not too intricate of a story? I think the first couple scenes it was like car scenes right <laughs> <laughs> and um yeah like they're going for like the sleek look there's a part where they're fighting in front of like giant neon signs um yeah I and mean, there's still like machine guns and stuff in it we see um characters like uh what's her name like scarlet and baroness they appear in it so it is like expanding and really a gi joe movie and what i think they're gonna do is uh i don't know it could be like what you call it, like an avenger style game plan where they have individual movies and then they will combine later to have this crossover where it's gi joe versus cobra or, yeah, they could be good at it and go the Avengers route, or they could be bad at it and go the Universal Monster yeah. <laughs> franchise route. One or, movie down the road. Like, one movie, like, oh, it's not good. Let's bail. <laughs> let's let's post for the, the photo and the movies never come out. Let's <laughs> <laughs> like, let's get all the top celebrities we can get. And then, like, Tom Cruise ruins it for everybody. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Tom. You ruined this one again. Imagine if he was Iron Man. <laughs> Tom Cruise would have ruined the whole MC. (laughs) This entire genre would never existed. You know, it would have been this big. We would have this podcast. (laughs) We'd be talking about monster movies right now. (laughs) We would be talking about Robert Downey Jr.'s mummy movie. (laughs) Uh, I think Henry Goulding is a good actor. I think he has potential to be like a legit actor. I think we've seen uh-huh. maybe some like heartwarming romantic stuff and crazy rich Asians. I never seen The Gentleman, but that seemed just more kind of. I think he's pretty good in The Gentleman. Really? Okay. Yeah. From what I've seen, it looked like he was being extra the whole time. But I think that's the uh, point I mean, of he, it. He, yeah, I think it's the point of it. And he plays like this uh, gangster that is, you're not supposed to like. So I think he nailed it. I don't like him in it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think he was good that I didn't like him in the character i didn't like his character right he seems like a a jerk right a butt face Uh, but yeah 
Okay, okay. This is more like your era of like you know stuff, right? GI Joe was the eighties. Do you know all these characters in it? Like, like you already mentioned Scarlet and Baroness. I know their names. I don't know. Like, I've watched GI Joe, but it's not my number one cartoon as a kid. Like, I'm much more of a Thundercats, Ninja Turtles fan. Yeah, not so much Transformers and GI Joe. But I know the characters, like Duke and (laughs) makes the fuck road. Block and uh, Deathstro. De- I think that's his name. That's yeah. that's a DC character. No, Death's not Deathstroke. Deathstro. Deathstro. <laughs> oh, the silver face guy. Yeah. So um, all their names are just like you could either be a Transformer or you could be a GI Joe. Pretty much, right? I mean, it's Hasbro yeah, like, for both of them. Your name is like Brigade or something. Yeah. <laughs> Dump truck. <laughs> Dump truck. Crossbones. <laughs> something good. like that. But um, yeah, uh, I do think that's what their plan is to make individual movies, maybe like three, where you introduce a hero and a villain, kind of like this, and then uh, they all have a team up at the end and they fight each other. I could see that. I like the idea of maybe making uh, a team up movie where the heroes team up and a whole different team up movie where the villains team up. I think that'd be kind of cool. Right. Mm, yeah. And cool. Just switch things up because we know, I mean, if they are going the Marvel route, I'm wondering if they can get enough different flavors with the movies i mean these are the ninjas what are we gonna have the army people and then the tech guys somehow yeah i think there's potential mm-hmm. there you know i don't, I don't really get cobra like I- they're a whole organization of evil guys evil group mm-hmm. that i don't know like how they're like their own army how does this ever happen how is this allowed to happen right i guess the gi joes are the guys supposed to mess things up and stop it but i don't know they're just like oh we're all villains let's let's be friends you know <laughs> Um, I just, I want to know if Marlon Wayans is coming back. Marlon Wayans? Was he in the other one? He was in the original G.I. Joe movie with Channing Tatum. Oh my God. What what was <laughs> he even his, doing there? His name was like Ripcord or something? <laughs> I don't know. I forget. Yeah, it was not good. Um, the second one was maybe better. That was the one with The Rock. Yes. Yeah. I think the first one didn't have like too much super powered stuff in it. And then the second- They had like those super costume suits. That was the second one, right? No, that was the first one oh because it was Channing Tatum yeah and there's Channing Tatum and then the second one had the rock and they're somehow yeah. connected and also Channing Tatum is in the second one right also for like five minutes okay I'm just I thought I'd just imagine that they had it connected somehow that they keep soft rebooting this franchise yeah uh I think this will be better than both and I think this is what I said earlier I think this is gonna be better than the second Venom movie uh, we'll see I don't know it does give me Wolverine solo movie vibes right oh, come on all right I, it does just not because they're ninjas yeah yeah, exactly. It could All could right. be awful. It could be awful. Well, the Wolverine like was not awful. It was bad. <laughs> it was not awful. Uh, I'm sorry to make that distinction. <laughs> You got to have different levels of bad. Uh, last on the news now is not a trailer, but just an announcement. Right. That Regina King, star of the HBO Watchmen series, is now going to be sitting in the director's chair for the adaptation of the comic book Bitter Root. Right. Bitter Root looks to be an image comic um, centered around the 1924 era, the Harlem Renaissance, right? And mm-hmm. it's like a family of monster hunters in the mix. Right. It seems like um, almost like the Brothers Grimm 
or something like okay, that. Okay, yeah. But set in like like you said the 1920s New York um, African American family. And I've never read this book. I've never heard of the book, but the premise sounds interesting. Dealing with like monsters. I think you know I like that mix of monsters. That's my my kind of genre of stuff too. Um, you know, it's kind of a brand new comic. It came out in 2018. So oh wow. I'm a little bit like, can we do like kind of the older stuff, stuff that's established and loved instead of this brand new things? It seems like Hollywood is really just like picking up whatever is out there and let's do a thing for that already. Okay. I, I see what you're saying. You're saying, why haven't you made Saga yet? <laughs> there you go. Yes, please. <laughs> Way more popular. I think it's because of, I don't know, there's, there's many things that could be like if the creator has like connections. Okay. Um, because it's it's a creator owned property, and if they're not, if like if it's a popular story, but the creator is not well known, then maybe they can Hollywood can buy the rights for cheaper. I don't know. That's my guess. That makes sense. That makes sense. Um, but you know, Regina King, she's a established actor already. Like you said, Watchmen. Uh, I really liked her in Leftovers, which is a pretty interesting TV show. She was in that. And oh, like, she was in that. I think the second season or one of the seasons down the road, not the first one. She was did oh, okay. really good in that. Um, but apparently her directing has been uh, somewhat established because she's done a few like single episodes and random TV shows that I'm, mm. I'm familiar with. I know Shameless, This Is Us, um, Insecure, uh, and then she also did Animal Kingdom, one episode that's a you know TV show oh, that we both really? like. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, this is going to be great then. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no word yet on when this is coming out mm-hmm. or how long it's going to take. I think they're still um, just got people to write the script. Um, but yeah, we'll see. We'll keep you guys updated when this uh, gets some more updates um, down the line. For sure. For sure. Bitterroot. I'm going to start, you know, reading that. Give it a try. See if I like it. Maybe it'll yeah. be one of our uh, comics for an episode. Yeah. Look out for that. So you will want to miss it. You'll definitely want to subscribe to the Reader Copy Podcast. You can do that by just searching us on either Apple Podcasts, Google podcast stitcher or you could even stream us on spotify there you go and also you can find us on all our social medias instagram facebook and twitter our handle is at the reader copy podcast all right let's continue on with the week three of iron may with iron man ghost and the machine it is week three of our iron may month and we have done a it's weird because i want to say an old story in enter the mandarin but that was actually a retelling so reboot a 1950s comic retold in like the early 2000s right that's correct yeah and then we had extremis which uh, is supposed to be the future of 2005 yes (laughs) the bright high-tech future of 2005 Um, but I wanted to take it back. Iron Man is a long story, uh, history in comics, and one of my favorite times in comics is like the 80s, 90s era of comic books. Yeah, I'd say like um, action figures were a big thing back in the day, right? I could feel yes. that in this comic today. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Our Iron Man comic this week is a three-issue story arc from Iron Man Volume 1. Um, it's kind of called The Ghost and the Machine, Yeah. even though each issue has its own title but essentially it's about iron man fighting a brand new character which if you're a fan of the mcu you would know as the villain the ghost right right i think um that character is retooled a bit in the movies but right. same premise as far as power set and stuff like that exactly this is iron man issue 219 through 221 it came out uh from marvel in i think it's like 1987 yes and i can feel it as i read it <laughs> 
uh, real, I was looking for comic books to do for Iron Man. I saw this. I saw the first page. I was like, this is the one I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, man, I can't wait. Uh, it is by writer David. I, I don't know how you pronounce it. Michelini? 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 I've seen his name yeah. uh, a lot of times. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he's a great comic book writer, um, really known for a lot of great Marvel stuff. Um, he has roots on this podcast because he wrote the first comic we ever did. Oh, okay. I thought you were saying he got a start on our podcast. I'd love to see that happen. <laughs> he is co-creator of Venom. Oh, awesome. Really? So if you like if you like that, if you like the trailer that we talked about in the news, he's also the co-creator with um, Todd McFarlane, co-creator of Carnage. Oh, wow. All right. I didn't know that. Sweet. Yep. Uh, he wrote, uh, like I said, the first book we did, Venom Lethal Protector. Okay. That yeah. reminds me of this book. <laughs> I can see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The shenanigans to get into. I can see it. And he's also co-creator of the villain that debuted in the store we're doing today, The Ghost. The Ghost. All right. I like it. I like it. The artist is Bob Layton. He is mostly known for Marvel Comics, where he did a lot of Iron Man comics he also did a lot of hercules comics but he is actually one of the co-founders of valiant oh really back in the day when that first came around the first iteration of the first iteration of it he's one of the co-founders yeah oh cool okay i like like to see that Uh, we haven't got much of hercules yet so maybe we'll do something like that down the road hercules is such a weird character to me and i I know it's the same thing with thor like he's a greek god or whatever a norse god but they just put him in the comic books so it's just so weird to be like hey hercules is in the comics with iron man like yeah, that, so. here's here's the thing. We don't really learn too much about Norse mythology in like grade school. We learn a yeah. lot about Greek mythology, so that's why it's weird, right? Right. Like I know it's the same thing as Thor, but to me, it's fine that Thor's in the books. Yeah, I don't know that guy. But, yeah, but to say like Hercules is in there, it's like huh? what? <laughs> I did. I learned about him in grade school. Was is George Washington in the MCU? <laughs> <laughs> Um, Bob Layton, the artist, has worked with David Michelini a lot. Like they like to work together a lot, especially oh, cool. with Iron Man. And the two of them are kind of like the masterminds that kind of created a lot of key things that is in Iron Man's history. They're the ones that did Demon in a Bottle and made Iron Man Tony Stark an alcoholic. Oh wow! Yeah, a big foothold in a in his right. character. They're also the creators of very popular Iron Man side characters like uh, Rhodey, James Rhodey. Oh, important! Yeah, another um, character. And you know the character from Iron Man Two, Justin Hammer. Justin Hammer, yeah, with the dance from uh, from Iron Man <laughs> Two. <laughs> that was yep. ridiculous. Yeah, so they're pretty much like almost like laid the blueprint for who Iron Man and Tony Stark would evolve into that we know him today, like for the comics and, and the movies. Ah, uh, okay. I love that we're getting some of their work in because, I mean, that's deserved then that we're getting them the, the flowers, right? Right, exactly. Um, the reason I said I want to do this book is because the first page. Yes. We see Tony Stark and he's, this is Tony Stark now, like, uh, I live in California. I'm like all smiles. Like in the other comics, we're, we're doing different versions of him, like in extreme he was like like just stuck in his garage just trying to make Iron Man Grinding the best out. Iron Man it could be this one he's like nah I live in like Malibu I'm living it up it's the 80s it's the nothing 80s. can go wrong <laughs> he's laughing it up he's running on the beach for his morning jog and the ladies are, are eyeing up and down uh, Mr. Tony Stark. Yeah. Okay. So these comics is drawn in the 80s. And the, the women, like, they're barely wearing anything, right? The Tony women, Stark yes. is Tony Stark is barely wearing anything. <laughs> 
<laughs> he is like jogging on the beach. His shorts are the shortest thing I've ever seen. And he's wearing like a crop top tank top. Like his midriff is out and exposed. <laughs> the croppiest top. <laughs> and his, his thing is like the Forbes 500. Like he's sporting that tank top. On the, cro- on the crop top it says Forbes 500. And I don't know if he's wearing like long socks or he's wearing leg warmers because it's the 80s. <laughs> But it's, he's on the beach. <laughs> he's got a headband. Like, he's hulked out. Hulk Hogan out. <laughs> he's yes. running. Like, uh, also, like, he's jacked. Like, Tony Stark, <laughs> his Iron Man, he doesn't have to be super strong, right? But he's like, he's like Thor <laughs> on here. You know, Robert Downey, you, you see him. He's kind of a shorter guy. He's not... He's not Hemsworth. He's not, he doesn't have to be big. He's going to fit in a no. suit at some point. No, yeah, no, but this this Tony Stark, this guy looks like he's like Sylvester Stallone and Rocky. <laughs> exactly. exactly. I looked it up. Rocky Rocky Four came out two years before this. I think there's some connection there. <laughs> okay. And he's jogging. Remember, it's the 80s, but somehow he has uh, AirPods on. <laughs> so he's high tech, right? He's way ahead of the game. And he's listening to like his secretary's memos on him that they voice recorded. And he's listening to it on like this wireless earpiece. And he stops. He's like, okay, that's end of side A. I have to flip it to flip side it B. To the other side of it. Uh, the, there's like a, a guy with a um, uh, metal detector on the beach. He's like, wow, that's the smallest Walkman I've ever seen. <laughs> And he's finished his run now. Um, just every lady that sees him is just like... Jaw you know drop. Me- yeah. The meme now where they're like, it's like you bite your lower lip. <laughs> exactly. You have modern yeah. day things. All these ladies are just like, look at that stark meat. <laughs> <laughs> As, uh, you know, Tony finishes up with his run. Two bodacious, bodacious bays pull up in this car and like... Hey Tony, you wanna you need a ride or something? <laughs> and like they're just they want him, but he's like, Oh, that's cool, ladies, my ride's already here. And he's pointing, and what's landing next to him is his like personal helicopter. Right. And of course, who's flying it is Rody flying in down and uh, straight onto the beach. This helicopter flies in. And it's weird because it's like, yes, it's a helicopter, has propellers and all that, but like inside it's like a luxury like condo. Like it's not designed like it's aircraft care or anything. Like it's it is like an apartment that flies because he has like a desk he has a couch he has a shower <laughs> uh, he showers a lot in this comic i just realized <laughs> in the middle of it there's like, a shower it's like the middle of the helicopter there's a shower where he is talking to roadie who's flying the plane the helicopter but he's in like this portable little shower thing so he's like naked bathing himself talking to his best friend roadie <laughs> who's flying the helicopter they're in He's like, Rody, eyes on the sky. <laughs> Don't look back. <laughs> Don't look back. As they're talking it up in the middle of this helicopter. And then as he gets out of the hel- the shower, he goes to the cockpit in just a towel. <laughs> He's like dogging up with Rody again. <laughs> it's, it's like dripping wet still. Uh, and they're on their way to this um, new company that Tony actually just fully invested in because he wants to be on like the ground floor of their new technology that they're inventing there. And this company is called uh, Accutech. Yes. Like accurate technology. Accutech. Accutech. The thing is, right now at Accutech headquarters, there's a fire, like a brush fire, approaching their headquarters just past it in, in the grass. So as they arrive, Tony pulls out the... Iron Man suit in a suitcase, of course, and he puts it on. Now, this is the 80s. This is not the big, bulky Iron Man costume, but it's also not like the Extremis costume. This is the red and silver costume. Oh, okay. This is the brand new of the 80s. (laughs) (laughs) 
it's silver uh and it's a triangle on the chest piece instead of a circle yeah it's like shoulder and pads he has shoulder pads on he, he has like the super saiyan shoulder yes. Vegeta pads like exactly. it's awesome. really pointy um when i think of like a knockoff toy at like a dollar tree or something it's like right. this kind of toy oh, okay it's not it's like iron man or something <laughs> but it's like his newest thing like he, he this is his high-tech suit he flies in there he blasts the ground like right before the fire so it, it creates like this ditch so that the fire cannot get close to the building so he pretty much saves the day yeah he even tosses this big uh water tanker on the rest of the fire and now it's just small fires that the firefighters can take on on his own i gotta say this this suit of armor i think it's the like most action figure you one that i want to play with as yeah. a kid right it's super cool i like it and he lands the helicopter and he like changes back and now he's just walking in like tony stark i'm gonna continue my meeting that i had yeah with the executive of accutech and the executive explains that their technology is a brand new thing is gonna slow down the beta rays that shoot us down from from the sun shoot out through mm-hmm. to the planet we're gonna slow them down a bit and then store that energy and that's the energy we're gonna use right right we have the technology it's just not economically like feasible yet like it costs more to make than the energy we're getting so they're still trying to figure out the kinks but tony stark has pretty much gambled his company on this like everything needs to work otherwise like i'm gonna lose all my money because i put it into this accutech technology yes so accutech they like they have this awesome technology but their business is not thriving for some reason they have all these stumbles and all these roadblocks along the way and and one of the executives there, Mr. Zimmerman, explains that it's it's the ghost. It's this big it's the ghost. It's this big ominous thing. The ghost is stopping us. <laughs> this is when it turns into a Scooby Doo cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. The ghost. The ghost. It's not unlucky. It's the ghost. And <laughs> And Tony is leaving now with the boss and he's like, what was that guy talking about? The ghost? And, and the guy's like, don't worry about him. Uh, he's turning 65, if you know what I mean. So like, we're going to force him to retire. So don't mind that old kook. Like, don't believe anything he says. Right? right. It's some old like hacker's wives tale. Right. Don't even worry about it. Forget him. So Tony goes back to Stark Enterprises, his building. And when he gets in, like, there's a whole bunch of people that are like yelling at him. Like, you need to sign this, whatever this. We don't have any money for this and it's just like mayhem right and he just like runs past them and gets to his office and we learn that like stark industries is kind of like hanging on a wire here yeah. like everything he put his money into accutech like if it doesn't work out his whole company might go under right people are getting their paychecks late you know people are worried at his company um so just to keep the company running he needs to get a loan from the bank just to you know finance the payroll pretty much this guy's supposed to be a billionaire and right now it's like all up for grabs so he goes to the bank um it's still tony stark it's still the 80s he's still ripped so the <laughs> bank lady there who's like the loan approver person right uh-huh. she's like oh yeah it's you we know you we know you're good for it your uh your loan's approved no problem also like do you want to go get some grub do you want to go back to my place yeah you, know, <laughs> well, you want to have some lunch yeah. <laughs> you hungry <laughs> Uh, it's like, do they have to write the scene in there? <laughs> yeah, of course. You have to, you know, it's Tony Stark in the 80s. 
there's a whole scene where she's like, "Yes, it's approved. You want to go get some lunch?" Like, she pulls her glasses down. Like Tony, it's t- it's time. It's Hello. Tony time. It's Tony t- <laughs> Do you want this loan or not? <laughs> so he gets the loan, but it's still reliant on Accutech. Like this technology that they're building, better pull through and better work. Yes. Um. So they go back to Accutech, and Tony's signing up all the documents, making a final. He's buying up this company, and he's betting it all on on their technology. But weirdly enough, he's upstairs signing the papers. Downstairs, I like the security. Uh, there's something going on, and one security guy is almost like getting like knocked around and pushed, and they Nothing hit the alarm. Nothing is there. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like these things are like moving by themselves. What? As and it's he- funny because like right when Tony signs his name, it's like there's an alarm. Like- <laughs> so Tony's like worried, like okay, uh, I gotta get to a private room, make a phone call. As he's carrying around his suitcase, and he hides there and puts on his whole uniform, the Iron Man suit, and goes to the control room, wondering what's going on. The guards there are knocked out. He's using like his sensors to see if there's anyone in the room. Um, you know, in like the movies, we see Robert Downey Jr.'s face like in the costume. Like with his like UI HUD yeah. and everything, right? In the comic, it's just like the two cutouts of his eyes. <laughs> That's all the expression you need, you know, just those two eyes and those little slits. <laughs> He turns on his infrared to see if there's anyone in there, and he notices that there is like something sensed in behind him. He turns around, and it is the ghost. Now, this is a guy in like a full white costume when he is visible, and like a hooded cloak. But he's also high teched out. He's got this gear on his bracers, on his on his chest, and like goggles on. It's weird. He almost looks like um, Taskmaster from the Black Widow movie. Somewhat, yeah. And he also looks like Moon Knight. <laughs> he's all white. <laughs> But he is almost like arrogant about it. He's like, wow, you're the first person to ever even know that I'm in the room with them. Uh, but it doesn't matter. You're you're not going to beat me, whatever. And the ghost starts running. And not only does he run, he like runs like phases through the walls. Like he's what? just running through the walls. That's crazy. So Tony is trying to chase him down and he can't. He's like, dang, this is my brand new company. And he just cla- crashes through the wall of this <laughs> brand new company, Jezebont. And he's like, I gotcha there. And he's just breaking through all these walls trying to chase down Ghost. He's just crashing through all the walls trying to catch him and he's finally caught him kind of cornered and it's in like this high tech room like this is where they keep all like their special equipment and Iron Man does like the sonic ray thing to like almost like disrupt Ghost so he can't run away so he can't phase so Ghost throws uh, like this grenade and now all the guards are there so Iron Man has to protect the guards so he like dives on this grenade and he goes wa-pomp you know just this big explosion right in his gut as he's laying on top of the grenade he's telling all of the individuals turn off all the systems i think you know he's picking up on the senses he's his high-tech thing is interfacing with everything right right and ghost is able to escape now because tony was like worried about the grenade and he sees that guy zimmer and he's like okay i'm sorry no one believes you but it's true there is the ghost yes the ghost even leaves like a note on the the screen there like you might hurt me but i'm still gonna get you iron man right one thing to note about ghost too is he can face through walls and he can go invisible but he can't do it at the same time it's one or the other yeah exactly so you can see him go through the wall but then once he's like in the room you don't know where he went yeah and we see now it's like a couple days later Rhodey is visiting tony he's checking up on him Rhodey at this point is really just like tony's like pilot yeah he's like his brad pitt to leonardo dicaprio <laughs> 
Okay, yeah, kind of in in What's Upon a Time in uh, Hollywood. Yeah, somewhere. Yeah, it's not like what we know him in the movies, where he he is his own guy. He is a, a like a pilot, a military guy, right? Here, he's just like here to help Tony all the time, right? He, the, he's his like assistant almost, right hand man, kind of somewhat. So he's paying a visit to Tony. Uh, Tony, he's sitting in the middle of his penthouse, still inside of his suit of armor, asleep, like hunched over on the couch. <laughs> when Rhodey tries to wake him up, Iron Man is like grabs him by the throat he's like oh, well, who, who's there right? he's scared now he's like oh it's Rhodey okay now Rhodey's like can you get that repulsor out of my face now you know that it's me <laughs> Tony explains that he's been scared about ghosts and like the dangers of how he can kind of invade into all this his high tech technology into his security. He only feels safe inside of his suit of armor and he can only right. fall asleep in it. We're now cut to a totally different company. This is kind of a, a popular company. I've even seen their things in the movies, but this is the Roxxon Corporation. Oh, right. And this is like almost like an evil corporation rival to like Stark Industries. And apparently, like they had hired this guy the ghost to screw up Accutech that's why he set the fire there he set all these like events that they can never fully complete that project of building that generator that's gonna like collect the energy right he's trying to tear down Stark Industries by doing this too and so he calls up the the ghost the individual that built up the whole suit of armor that makes ghost calls him up and ghost is like um, I'm not cutting out of the deal right I'm not gonna quit or anything even if you're trying to buy me out uh, out of this deal to take out Accutech. I'm out to destroy all these corporations. Because Roxxon's like, we don't want to mess with this anymore. We don't want to mess with Iron Man. So they're trying to tell him to stop what their deal was to uh, screw up Accutech. But he's like, no, like we had a deal. I'm going to do it. We now see Tony and he is like obsessed with the ghost and he's like improving his Iron Man armor so that way he'll be ready when he confronts the ghost again. So like he's like unshaven, like he's scruffy and he's been working late just to like upgrade his suit. Brody's never seen Tony this driven, you know, to take and tinker all the suit up and down. Um, but then they get a, a notice from the secretary that, um, so Tony's upstairs, right? He's not down in the basement. Something's going on upstairs. So there's like, what? Tony's in two different places in the building at once. Right. So Tony's like, oh, well, I can't put on my armor. It's not ready, right? So he tells Rhodey, like, go get my old armor, which is like the older uh, red and gold one. Yeah. And then Rhodey's like, okay, well, here, you take this gun. Because... <laughs> uh, I don't want you to have like nothing, right? Yes. The suit of armor, it's all in pieces right now. He can't put it on himself. So Tony uh, goes up there to see what's going on. But the other Tony, the duplicate Tony, is just sitting in his office, um, just, you know, getting some work done. But out of nowhere through the wall, invades in Ghost. Without hesitation, Ghost pulls out this weird looking laser gun (laughs) and he shoots this Tony. And this Tony's hit in the chest. He's knocked out. He's fallen on the ground. Uh, Ghost like does the thing where you kick to flip him over. And that Tony pulls out another gun and shoots Ghost. And that gun, it's like almost like this electric shock thing that now Ghost is like paralyzed on the floor. And this Tony gets up and reveals that he's not really Tony. He takes off his costume and his Mission Impossible mask. Yeah. And it's this other villain named Spymaster. Oh, what a plain name, Spymaster. <laughs> this guy's <is> dope. <laughs> he's kind of cool. I like his attitude. So Spymaster was hired also by Roxxon, this time to take out Ghost. 
post to take out this haywire, you know, hire. He's like, get him out of the way. You know, he's going right. to mess up the whole situation between Stark and Accutech. Uh, Spymaster, he's like a B-level Iron Man villain. I'd, I'd imagine uh, C-level, look the look of him. He's like so plain. Yeah. This is the first time I've seen him, and this is going to be the last time I also see him. <laughs> Because now Tony enters his office. He sees Spymaster there holding a gun pointed at Ghost, who's like on the floor, like paralyzed almost. And then Tony is like, what the hell's going on? He starts pulling his gun out that Rhodey gave him. And he shoots the gun out of Spymaster's hand. Like, I know Tony's a superhero, he's Iron Man, but he's also like this good of a marksman that he can shoot another gun out of someone's hand. He's well prepared, I think. You know, he's well versed in in all his training, right? Uh, (laughs) But impossibly, he shoots out the gun out of (laughs) Spymaster's hand. And so Spymaster returns with this, like, another weird-looking toy gun-looking type of thing and shoots out these (laughs) spherical discs that shoot out and fling out, ready to cut up Tony. Did you ever have these uh, toy guns that shoot, like, flat discs of foam? Yes, those were the funnest. It's that, right? It's those kind of toys (laughs) that just, like, you'd fling those for for days and days. Um, They're just trying to sell action figures and toys, guys. It's the 80s. Tony and Spymaster, they're fighting each other, they're, like, gunfight. But what they don't realize is Ghost is like kind of like slowly crawling away, right? And he crawls under Tony's desk. And Tony's desk is like this, it's almost like a power desk. Like it has wires all over it. It's like a super high-tech desk. And he uses the wires there to like shock the electricity, like almost like net that was around him that Spymaster shot him with. To overload it and unleash Ghost's power. And so with him out of there, Ghost just turns uh, immaterial and falls down past the ground, escaping Spymaster. When Spymaster realizes, like, oh man, like Ghost got away, he just gets out of there. Like, he doesn't really care about Tony. His mission is to stop Ghost. So, down below in the ladies' bathroom, Ghost manages to find a woman to take hostage. And <laughs> is like, all right, Spymaster, if you're going to take me in, you have to go through her. <laughs> But Spymaster's a villain too. He just like, okay. And he shoots, like ready to shoot the girl up. He doesn't care, right? He doesn't care. Like, but the girl like jumps out of the way. Ghost turns like intangible. So the bullet like goes through him also. Meanwhile, we see Tony now. Uh, he sees the woman run out of the ladies room screaming. So he knows like, oh, they're in there. Uh, he runs in there. At the same time, Rhodey is coming up to the, out of the elevator, holding the suitcase that the Iron Man costume's in. This is like the gold and red one. Yeah, the old one. And, and right when he comes out of the elevator Spymaster just shoots him so Rhodey has to like put up the suitcase to protect himself and like he is like hit down to the ground now so all this time Rhodey never put on the suit apparently he was like just before this he had some a traumatic you know situation inside of the suit of armor and he didn't want to put it on it's like i can't i couldn't do it tony i couldn't put on the suit yeah he used to be iron man when tony couldn't do it and now he he doesn't feel right wearing the suit anymore so tony puts on the suit and chases spy master and he's able to stop spy master from killing ghost and then he's also like kind of like deterring all the people out of the way so that they don't get hurt meanwhile ghost uh thinks that that spy master is like trapped now right like he's caught so ghost all of a sudden appears out of nowhere and he's like hey dude like come on this way i'll i'll help you escape yeah so he puts on like this gadget on spy master too that with this gadget they can like walk through walls so the both of them are now leaving like he's helping him escape but iron man why such this turn that he's helping out the guy that was hunting him down spy ghost is helping out spy master here right so ghost goes through the wall first and then spy master goes through the wall so and he's like dude why are you helping me now and then ghost like i'm not helping you i'm killing you and he removes that 
gadget while Spy Master's still like halfway through the wall. And then, so then like he like is almost like cut in half. Right. He's cut in half in the middle of this wall. And Tony's like, oh my God, I, this guy's dead. It's like everyone turned away. <laughs> and then again, there's another message like on the computer from Ghost. And he's really just like taunting Iron Man now. Yeah. I like the last line. It's like, I'm really mad, Tony. <laughs> I love the um, zoomed in shots on Iron Man's head because there's a lot of this like um, dots in the, there's like this technique back in the old way of the comics where they would shade stuff mm-hmm. with this like cutouts of dots. Yeah. And that's how they added the shading. And I, love the, I just mm-hmm. love the zoomed in shots of Tony with that. So it's almost been a really long time. It's been weeks now since Tony uh, last confronted Ghost, right? Ghost is almost like staying out of the way so like he can really catch Tony by surprise again. And we're running to a different villain now. This is not Ghost. This is not Spymaster. This is a California villain named Flex. (laughs) And this is just some muscle-bound dude, really strong. But he's kind of terrorizing Burger King. (laughs) Legit Burger King. Like, it says Burger King. And he's there, and he's smashing up the Burger King inside, and he hates it because it, it's fast food. It's bad for you. And this Flex guy is all about nutrition. Yeah. <laughs> he's he has, Have you seen these exercise rods before? This is a very 80s thing where, like, it's almost, like, bendy in the middle, and it's supposed to be, like, resistance almost. Oh, uh, I thought these were nunchucks. No, they're kind of like nunchucks, but they're the in the middle is, like, really hard to bend. So you really have to, like, press it down. And this is, like, an 80s exercise size equipment but he's using it as like nunchucks like he's whipping them around and destroying everything and he's just like do you know how many calories are in these burgers <laughs> oh my god he's <laughs> say i will rot this den of cholesterol <laughs> <laughs> and then all of a sudden iron man's there this is red and silver iron man now he has finished upgrading that suit and even he's like oh my god like only in california will there be like this kind of villain that is this obsessed with like nutrition yes he's like you know it's okay it's an okay you know motivation but she's going about it all wrong he just tosses him into the yogurt inside of burger king and it's funny because like I th- is this product placement for burger king i think? think it might be because we don't really see flex again and i don't think we ever will yeah and then iron man as he leaves he's like enjoy burger king everybody and it like, flies away <laughs> i love that back now at uh uh, Tony's building, Stark Industries. We see Rhodey. He's cra- He's got this new device that Tony made, and I guess it's supposed to like scan the room to see if anyone's there. Like he's trying to track ghosts to see if Ghost is is there. And it's like this almost like device with a screen on it that he has to, like point everywhere. And Rhodey is like, constantly doing this because Tony now is obsessed that Ghost is gonna come back. Ah, okay. And Tony's again in his obsessive grind state where he's tuning up with the, the suit of armor, and he's also doing all these missions on the side. So he's kind of grossed out and inside of his lab, he has a bath too. It's like a dry bath, I guess. Like a clean him out. Again, it's, uh, like, uh, no. <laughs> if, if Rhodey's there, Tony's got a shower. <laughs> he only talks to him inside of a shower. <laughs> <laughs> he's saying like it's a dry bath that he invented because like I can't risk getting soap in my eyes because that's when ghosts will attack. What does that even mean? <laughs> I love it. So uh, Rhodey, why don't you help me out with the shower? 
Actually, like, Ghost is taking up his whole life, his whole stay. He can't go out in public. So he used to call up uh, an actress at Paramount Studios and like, actually, honey, I can't go to that movie premiere I promised to go with you with. Because, of course, Tony's this on and going guy. He should be going out <laughs> public facing and everything. But he can't. He's, like, too worried the ghost will attack. So he has to, like, disappoint this actress um, she's pissed and it's like Tony Tony Stark never leaves the building he only leaves if he's Iron Man uh-huh. but he has to do like this big presentation the Accutech technology the generator it like it needs to do the presentation today so that they can get investors so that he can pay back his bank loan so that he can save his company so all of that has to be done today ah okay the meeting is coming up and we see it at the Accutech headquarters he's showing off this machine to this audience of possible investors and explain explaining the the beta ray technology and how it will harvest energy for our future but out of nowhere emerging from the wall is ghost and he has this that laser gun he shoots tony right right on the stage like he's in front of everybody but the laser does not hit tony it goes right through tony what this was a uh, hologram all along tony was not there tony in fact is in the back of the room in his iron man costume already <laughs> And it was all a trap. And it's not trap. only is is not only is Iron Man there, all the quote unquote investors, right? The people in the audience, yes. they're all like armed guards of Tony. It's all a setup. Yeah, <laughs> they pull out their guns, and they all just like just fire on Ghost. <laughs> but he, you know, it's, he's a ghost. He turns intangible, and he's not getting hit. Um, all of the quote unquote investors, the security guards, pile on top of Ghost as soon as they can. Um, but Ghost, he can't really get to Tony Stark to shoot him down. So he shoots the machine. And apparently this is that machine that can make those holograms, that thing in the background. Yeah. Uh, we've seen this in, of course, Civil War. Is that where we see it? In, or yeah. the barf machine that can simulate uh, holograms. We see it in, uh, this is like what Mysterio uses too, right? Yes, that's correct. But Ghost shoots it up and then he has like these bouncy grenade things and he throws three of them, right? And it says like, Tony's not going to get me because he's going to be worried of these people people getting hurt so he throws these three grenades that are like bouncing everywhere so tony has to like uh shoot one he catches and destroys another but the third one he it's like too late and it explodes and one of the people gets injured oh crap so tony goes to help them but all the other security guards is like oh we'll take care of him you just go after ghost so tony he's using the sonic powers of his suit to kind of track down to uh get a beat on the ghost somewhere in the building it's up like in the lab now and tony pretty much crashes through like all the ceilings and the floors just to get up there like this guy doesn't care about doors <laughs> he want he's jealous of ghosts that he can just go through walls so he's just crashing through walls he has no time he has no time for doors and he's up there because he thinks ghost is up there in the lab right this is where all the important technology is and they have like this generator that roadie turns on and somehow when this generator turns on it makes ghost visible i think it short circuits the technology and it suits somehow Right, and so it makes him visible, and his powers can't really work while the machine is on. It's too powerful. He's fighting Ghost now, but it's almost like Ghost just is drawn to this machine, right? The generator, and he thinks like I'm gonna destroy this, and it'll destroy your company or whatever, right? So he keeps like trying to like get to his marching, but it's almost like he's getting weaker and weaker the closer he gets to it. Yeah, Tony knows the machine has uh, such overload of power that it kind of mm-hmm. like invades the electrical magnet 
magnetic field in your brain and can hurt you. Right. So the dead, the closer you are to it, the deadlier it is. He's getting really close now, but it's so strong that Ghost almost like just starts melting through the floor. Yes. And like every floor now is just going down, down, all the way to the basement. So Tony follows him all the way down there. And it's like the bottom of his building now. And all that's there is like the smoky costume of Ghost. Wow. Okay. So no Ghost to be found. Supposedly dead. Um, so mission accomplished, I guess, for Tony and Iron Man. Uh, hours later now, he has a meeting <laughs> with the actual investors for the machine that they have, right? And just off the bat, the investors buy in. They love this beta ray technology. They they sign up, they give him checks and like, I'm on board with AccuTech. They pretty much save his company. He can pay the loan backs. He can pay his employees. And he's like, okay, well, uh, I don't think we have to worry about ghosts anymore. And uh, the company saved. And Rhodey's there. And he's like, I, I can't believe every, all this happened, right? Yeah. Can't believe the guy was trying to stop you, but uh, at least we know that he's killed. And then and, uh, Tony, like, he like turns and looks at the camera. He's like, can you really kill a ghost? <laughs> and that's how it ends. Uh, and that's the question, right? Is ghost really dead? We didn't see a body. Is he uh, with the power of that machine? Is he super powered up? Does he have extra powers? Yeah. Is he like just always invisible and intangible? That'd be kind of cool. Now, yeah. So I think he's a pretty cool character. I like. Uh, I like this take. I like the take in um, Ant Man, where like she can almost like not control it. She's almost like constantly phasing. Yeah, it was kind of cool. I like the the comic book better, to be honest, because <laughs> I didn't like his motivations. It was kind of weird that he just wants to break down corporations, and so he gets yeah. hired by them. But but the ridiculousness <laughs> yeah. of it. Is kind of funny the all the suits and uh, crop tops in the comic. I like the additional villains like Spy Master and Flex. Yes, that's uh all the all the guns in the comic. There's a lot of toys to sell in this in this comic. Yeah, I gotta say, like he had a laser gun, but then he switched to like this gun that shoots like discs. Because right? why not? And then Flex is just like, come on, dude, it's Burger King. Uh-huh, Burger King. <laughs> Can you imagine you go to your local Burger King and there's a Arnold Schwarzenegger in the middle <laughs> trying to fight you? This is the 80s, right? This is before the Impossible Whopper. Oh, so, <laughs> Okay. Um, then we don't have anything to fight over yet. <laughs> uh, yeah, this book is very 80s. It's very like Tony Stark is this uber macho billionaire that every woman wants, but they don't realize, no one realizes on the inside, like he's barely hanging on to his company and he's almost like obsessed obsessed with this villain that's trying to catch him yes obsessed with taking showers in front of roadie <laughs> <laughs> this guy is so smart he invents a new shower yeah that's true <laughs> a dry shower no water don't need to worry about shampoo ever again <laughs> why are we not all using this yet <laughs> Uh, that was an interesting Iron Man comic gotta guys say back in the day maybe they just knew how to do comics right back then this yeah I don't I don't know why we, we lost everything we need a Civil War who cares let's go back to these comics yes yes high tech high tech like did you uh, see how small that Walkman was <laughs> If if you don't have a shower in your helicopter, I don't know what you do. I don't know what you do when you're live. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that is um, Iron Man, the Ghost and the Machine. Uh, it is a part of Iron Man's history. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. I love it. So I figured we should talk about it. That is our third installment of Iron May. Shall we now jump into the side stories? Yes, sir. 
I have a short thing I just want to talk about. I haven't really dug too deep into it yet, but there's a a new like fashion show on Netflix that what? I kind of do. I'm a fan of like those uh, Project Runway and like uh, there's a spinoff for that or something like that on, on Amazon. This one is its own thing. It's called Next in Fashion, I think. Mm, and okay. the premise is identical to those shows. <laughs> Just new name and everything, right? They just have designers and they give them like a category or some kind of like theme and then go design something and then you have like two days to make it and then we'll have a runaway show and guest judges will pick the best and the worst. Um, This one's different though because they force them to partner up and it's almost like teams and it's not like you get a new partner each episode. You're stuck with that partner. Oh, really? Oh, oh, really? So yeah, you kind of just live or die on who they give you. Yeah. And I don't know if, because I've only seen like maybe like four episodes. Hmm. So I don't know if they will split up once half of them are gone or something. They'll go back to individual. But like some of these partners, you could kind of tell already like, oh, they already know each other oh, what from the before and they've worked with each other before. So they kind of have an advantage. And there's some that are like, they've never met and their styles are like completely different. Clashing. Yeah. And it's sometimes not, it seems not fair sometimes. But um, spoiler, I'm going to spoil something that happens in like the second or third episode. But they have this room with all the fabrics that they can use, right? Okay. Yeah. And it's like these rolls and rolls of fabric and the rolls are like stacked up each other on top of each other with like these rods or whatever. So this one guy was trying to get uh, a fabric that was like pretty high. So he's like reaching and pulling. And he had to like yank it down, uh-huh. and the whole rod came down and like hit him in the face. <laughs> <laughs> like, is I, he right? I feel bad laughing, but like it gashed him. Oh, like sh- it was like a deep puncture in his face where he needed stitches. Oh my! And he was kind of like bleeding all over the place, but he was still like holding the fabric. Like I need to take care of this fabric because we're not gonna win without it. He's gonna bleed onto the fabric and ruin the dress. Whatever they're making. <laughs> Oh, man. And I feel bad, but, like, he had to, like, go get stitches, right? So his partner had to do all the work. And it came out, like, better than anyone else's because he didn't have to have, like, compromise with his partner or anything. Oh, what the? I'm going to just <laughs> do, do that. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> this one guy's going to be super beat up. This is, like, sabotage. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, is this stuff they're making actually good? Is it as good as uh, the other shows? No. <laughs> Does it feel like a throwaway show? Like they Netflix just needs content, so they found random designers. I think I'm not gonna finish this. Show. Oh man. Okay. <laughs> I just don't like the weird like partnership that they have to do. Um, and honestly, I'm, I'm not super impressed with the stuff they've done so far. Wow. Uh, I think uh, the show, whatever, I forgot what it was called. There's one on Amazon. And that one was kind of cool because whoever won each week, like you could buy that piece of clothing on Amazon the next day. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. I forgot what it was called. So but... that was kind of cool. This one's just kind of like, whatever, they can't pick fashion designers that are not super popular yet uh, on the internet okay yeah they're like internet famous actually you know what like they've designed stuff for celebrities but they're just not like household names yet okay i see what you're saying like uh up and comers their yeah. name is somewhat out there but they're not being mass distributed whatever their stuff is right yeah and honestly I, it's almost like they picked them because some of these people are kind of arrogant and i think they want to like they just want the drama down a peg oh they want to be like hey <laughs> Because the guy's like, I've made clothes for like Nicki Minaj and Jennifer Lawrence and all this stuff. 
And then uh, they'll pick someone who, like, they'll show, like, someone can design better than them that has not had any celebrities or whatever. It's just like, well, just because you've done something for someone doesn't mean you're, like, better or have more experience. Interesting. Put them down a peg. Okay. Yeah. That's kind of fun. It's a different style. That's why. Is there anyone, like kind of famous judging or hosting like the other one had like um, tim gunn right one of them one of them is like a i think she's a model I, i've never seen her i don't know names of models uh, and then another one is i think i've never seen the show but i think he's one of the queer eye for straight guy guys okay um but yeah they're the judges huh, okay no one i would know i, n- I never picked yeah. up these shows I-, I-, I like fashion but not high fashion so i don't get it <laughs> yeah they're some of their stuff is just like unrealistic like when you said styling for Nicki minaj her outfits can get pretty wild so i don't think that's that yeah. impressive uh, yeah i don't think you would fit any of her outfits i don't think so <laughs> So, I mean, if you like that kind of show, check it out. But it's not, I'll say it's not the best of the fashion shows that I've seen. Okay, it's just taking up your time, sounds like. Yeah, and probably won't take up any more of my time because I think I'm going to stop. Jeez, okay. <laughs> what are you uh, getting into this week? So, there's a new Star Wars cartoon on Disney+. Plus. Oh, yeah. I checked out that new show, The Bad Batch. Okay. Uh, so, it's like a group of, the main heroes are like a group of clones from the Clone Wars, right? Uh, which right. Which kind of interesting interesting about them is there's like special mutations a little bit different from the other clones where they have like enhanced abilities that are kind of specialized right oh there's one that's kind of really strong and and kind of a galoot kind of brutish um there's one guy that's like techie but his his personality is kind of snooty um there's one that has like just enhanced uh like battle ready abilities like he's a strategist uh, uh, there's one that's like half cyborg and there's one that says like really good aiming. So it's kind of like, I don't know, like somewhat of a Ninja Turtles feel where they have like their own special thing. One of each. Yeah, one <laughs> of each type of deal. Um, what's kind of cool is the time it takes place is right when Order 66 comes about. Okay. Right. To explain that for the non-Star right. Wars fans, it's when uh, the Emperor kind of decided that they're going to turn on all the Jedi, right? And mm-hmm. kill off all the Jedi. So... Um, these clones at that time kind of break away from their programming and decide to like go against uh, the change from the Republic to the, the Empire, you know? So uh, I, I'm not familiar with exactly the show, but like mm-hmm. how do they resist that? Um, what's kind of cool is like the clones. Well, I, I, this might be somewhat spoilers on the show. So okay. next few minutes, I'm going to be talking about some possible spoilers, but it's just the first few episodes, right? The clones, they have like a special, like something kind of brainwashing them. Like all of the clones, the the mass of the clones have some special yeah. programming where they will just turn on the Jedi. But the specialty ones, they weren't born with that specific programming. And they see like this messed up thing going on. Like, why are we turning on the Jedi? And so they go about mm-hmm. their own route, their own path. And they're kind of being hunted down now. Okay, I see. Yeah. Um, so it's pretty cool. I, I like that idea. I think um, it has somewhat of that badassness that you get from uh, Pedro Pascal's Mandalorian, right? Where it's like, they're just kind of slick because they're always like, they're more powerful than the regular clones. And the way they present them in the first scene, it's like, wow, they're, I didn't really know these guys yet because I didn't get to that part in the other cartoons. Yeah. uh, Because they do appear there first in like, I think Clone Wars, the cartoon. Uh, Mm. I'm not sure if they're old enough to arrive in Star Wars Rebels. I, I didn't finish that series yet either, but I'm really enjoying this one. I'm caught up now. There's only three episodes out so far. I'm like, 
waiting for the fourth one to come out. I don't think I'm gonna like watch on time because it's really, really good, really good uh, cinematics and stuff. Do we get to see any uh, like famous Star Wars characters in the show? Yeah, somewhat uh, famous Star Wars characters, uh, like more side people that show up in more side projects. Like Saw Gerrera is in this one, um, oh, okay. so characters like that. I don't know if we're gonna get to. <laughs> Uh, there's still time. I think I looked it up. There's gonna be 12 episodes, and we're only at episode three. So there's some time for some cool surprises there. Uh, and I honestly, this is like the the best looking of those cartoons so far. Like really, the cartoons they still look the CG right, CGI. So they still have like exaggerated you know features in the way they look, and it's but the textures on top of the CG it's weirdly real. It's like it's off. <laughs> it's a bit you know that uncanny valley type of thing, but they still look like uh-huh. cartoons. And it's just like how far can you push this? Where it still looks obviously fake, but still like the textures look real and stuff. So it's it's kind of cool, but I, I like seeing it. But it's also weird. It's like remastered remastered exactly yeah yeah I, I mean it's a brand new cartoon so they can do whatever is the cutting edge of cg now right mm-hmm. but i did a cool uh is there like a main villain or is it still just like the regular palpatine villain um yeah you know palpatine's he's the uh overhead voice where you get like his holograms and all that but i think yeah. tarkin is the one that you see most of oh. as like the one that's like hunting them down and after them you know so okay you know you feel that presence you know him already so it's kind of cool to see him again i guess uh, Honestly, I don't think Star Wars got good until 2015, so I don't know. It's not much of a thing. <laughs> you consider all the first six movies, all of them prequels. All of them are prequels. <laughs> exactly. When it got good. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's. I think it's a good property. It's pretty good. Uh, I think they're doing somewhat of the again more the Mandalorian vibe because there's like a, a young kid that's following them around, a girl, um, in the crew. So it's kind of like these badass dudes somehow have to get a heart of gold along the way, you know, type of thing. Uh, yeah, uh, which works. I think it's a good formula for for the Star Wars stuff. Uh, it's just cool to be in the Star Wars world again. I really like it. Uh, already found my favorite alien in the cartoon. I like to do that with each Star Wars thing. There's one with a pig face. That's my favorite. Anime. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I, I I do want to check it out. I love Star Wars stuff, and I don't know too much about like the Clone Wars era, so I'm kind of interested in checking out Bad Batch. Yeah, you know, somewhat these cartoons they feel like an undertaking, right? Because there's like what seven seasons of Clone Wars. Yeah. Um, but maybe start this at Ground Zero. I don't think it's that big of a deal if you start now with this series. Did you finish Rebels? I did not. I'm like halfway. I, I still like it. I'm still going to pick it up. It's just, I'm kind of savoring it. I'm kind of enjoying that too. Okay, cool. Well, yeah, I'll check it out. I'll probably try to watch the three episodes out now before the fourth one comes out. Cool, cool. The first episode is actually like an hour and a half long. So it's like a, you know, like oh, a premiere Maybe series. I'll watch one episode then. <laughs> Give it that a try. That was a really good episode too. So Okay, well, I'm not watching that fashion show anymore. So I'll watch <laughs> Bad Batch. You have anything else for side stories? Uh, that's it for now. I think it's a that show. I'll give a recommend. I don't know about your fashion show, but no bad batch. I'll give a no. You don't have to watch the fashion show one. It's uh, watch one episode then if you like that. Keep going. But I have a feeling uh, I'm not going to be watching it anymore. Okay, I hear you. I hear you. I'll just I'll just stay tuned for a bad batch for me. All right, cool uh, guys. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the Reader Copy Podcast, and uh, if you can, please leave a review. It costs you nothing, but it really helps us a great deal. 
deal and uh, it just helps us get the word out there about the show yeah if possible you can give this podcast a share you know give your friend uh, Chris and Daniel a shout out you know anyone that likes comic books or TV shows and comics or just nerdy stuff shoot our podcast their way um yeah you can find us on all the social medias instagram facebook and twitter at the reader copy podcast we have one more week of iron may coming up next week uh it's been really fun talking about tony stark and uh also we're doing the jupiter's legacy recap show on monday so definitely you want to check that out as well but until then daniel could you please hit him with the outro if you like what we had to say about the book pick it up and read your copy i am iron man (laughs) (laughs) i am inevitable (laughs) See you guys. See ya.